0: Good morning, everyone, and welcome to All Things SR, as we find out that Spotify is down at the moment. <laughs> yeah. So I'm relying on my Apple, <laughs> and I have no clue what I'm doing. <laughs> good,
1: good morning, morning Pam. It's never a dull moment, even in January, right? Um, Isn't that the truth? Yes, it's good truth? to see <laughs> Shell and Betty and Brenda, uh, Ashley, her our early morning friends, joining us today in the chat room.
0: It is, it is, and it's a, it's going to be a fun day. <laughs> I can already feel it. <laughs> can everybody hear
1: um, us? Okay? Um, okay. Ellie said, "Good morning." She well, heard a second it, of look, the
0: cure. We're all there. Here. You did hear a second of the cure. <laughs> So I'm, I'm getting ready. There was one song I wanted to start with today, and it was a Pat Metheny song, and I and I went to Spotify to try to pull it up and set it up to play to start. All of a sudden, there's nothing showing. I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> and then I looked. I happened to see on Twitter that Spotify has uh, been having some issues today.
1: It's good to know. It's good so to know I'm because Spotify is kind of my go-to. Um so I'm yeah. really, <laughs> I was telling Pam earlier, late last night, I was uh, trying to listen to music in my car and I was having trouble. And I thought initially it was the connection. And then I thought, oh, no, maybe it's my phone. But I think now it may actually have been Spotify since they've been having some challenges. So hopefully they'll fix everything. <laughs> yes, Betty, it wasn't you. Um and elena sending us greetings icy morning here in maine she said can you say black ice oh my gosh can you say stay inside i can oh my gosh i know you have to go outside and tend to all your fur babies there elena but be careful black ice is so dangerous
0: absolutely
1: oh my gosh.
0: absolutely i we, we uh We've had, uh, we, it, it, we, I got a uh, note this morning at, at about quarter after one or one-something, snow showers mm. think okay. yeah. we, we haven't had snow all winter.
1: Mm-hmm. Wow, I didn't so realize. This should
0: be interesting.
1: Careful what you wish for. And it is chilly right now. Yeah. Um, I'm seeing, Shell, I'm so cold for you, 41 and about to rain. And uh, hello, Floor, she's greeting us from the 47 degree Miami morning, which I'm hoping it warms up for you. And Betty said, you know, she wasn't sure she with the Spotify, she said, I couldn't hear the music and thought maybe it was the app on my phone. And she said, that's why I buy my music. I do like relying on Spotify or other apps. I don't like relying on Spotify or other apps. They crash, have problems, and then there's no music. So,
0: well, yeah, the the problem is, is all the music that I, that I buy, I make Mm -hmm. a playlist and have it on Spotify. Right, see. So. Even, even if I, so so I can, at least I can pull up the Apple Music and, and uh, pull it up from there. Of course, when I put on my songs, the first thing it started was the Goldberg Variations by Bach, and I didn't think that would have been <laughs> fun to wake up
1: Well, to. <laughs> nothing like a little classical to uh, cleanse the palate.
0: That's true, that's, the true. Palate. that's true, that's true. My, my dad used to do that to us. On the 4th of July, he would... Um, we he would play the eighteen twelve overture and my dad uh one of his clients was RCA and they had made like one of these big one of the big oh, first yeah. stereo consoles and and uh, he even I remember him bringing it home and it, it and he got this new uh this album uh that showed you how the stereo worked and how you could Feel hear it going across the stereo system and you know from the speakers and stuff and and it was very cool. So it also had a uh, a good volume and the volume was in it was uh, hysterical because in the volume it, it you could we live we my bedroom was on the third floor and when he put the eighteen twelve overture on the um. <laughs> It was great because all of a sudden you'd hear hear this crash. Oh my mistake.
1: gosh, that would wake you up. That's one way to so. <laughs> celebrate, right? Yeah.
0: That's yeah. One way to
1: celebrate. And we have a lot of our Absolutely. friends joining. Um, Anna had some sad news, so we're sending some hugs to her and the family. Her Jason's family lost their Great Dane this Aww, past so Thursday. All of us broken which is super sad. Aww. And and Elena noted that. At this time of year, she doesn't even think about heading to her kennels without the cleats on her boots because of the, obviously because of the ice and snow. And speaking of Maine, Betty said, did Mm -hmm. you hear the Mm -hmm. news? Somebody in Maine won the Mega Millions. And it was, Mm -hmm. it wasn't me, Pam. I'm so sorry to say. I wasn't wasn't in Maine to buy my ticket. Darn
0: it. (laughs) And somebody in Pennsylvania did win a million dollars, but oh. it wasn't me either. <laughs> well, that would be
1: nice. That would be super nice. Yeah. But that's not enough
0: to have the big
1: SR. I don't know. I don't know how much that would cost. I'd have to price that out to have the big SR get together.
0: Absolutely. That I would
1: love to have if I won the big
0: money. Uh, well, yeah, I- the big money probably. Well, let's say I used to. Yeah, pay for about two hundred. Yeah,
1: but with the airfare and, and everything, that would be the thing. About $10, Plus, $10, with a million, yeah. if you win a million, you get about half of it, really taxes rate. So,
0: but that's true. That is true.
1: One of us will win millions, and we could have a big party. That'd be fun.
0: What are you gonna <laughs> do?
1: Um. That in addition to the san- establishing my philanthropy, um. Lori, and it's so good to see Lori. She says, I'm, hello, everyone, running late, which is just my nickname lately. I'm just, I'm glad you're able to join the chat, Lori. It's really, <laughs> really good. And, and Betty noted that only one mm-hmm. person in Maine won the big ticket, or who bought the ticket in Maine. So wow. Really, really cool. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. It's, as far as like Charlie Townsend, yes, he is, shall. <laughs> Yes, he is. That's for darn sure. You, it, 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 and it's not necessarily the voice on the other end of the phone. It's the,
1: uh... <laughs> well, Shell's saying he's very
0: popular, but very elusive. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, uh, was it level 11, Betty? Let's even go higher. <laughs> Let's go higher. It literally shook you out of bed when those uh, cannons went off in the middle of the uh,
1: piece. (laughs) I am sure. And speaking of the elusive one,
0: Mm -hmm. yes, we do have a little bit of news. Um, He says this week he's been talking with or in touch with Tusk a lot, and she's preparing the sets and gets ready to resume filming next week. And he is amazed at the schedule she has put together. There are a great many scenes coming up. And I know the Signature and founding members are being invited for set visits. So expect there will be lots of behind-the-scenes photos, photographs forthcoming. Very
1: exciting. And actually, Elena noted, mm-hmm. if I had won, we would all be going to every future set visit. <laughs> 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 we love that, Elena. We love mm. that idea.
2: We oh, do. my gosh.
1: And we had... That yep, filming begins on, I know, I- it begins
0: on Tuesday. That does. And, and I know Gay, uh, Julia was flying into, flying yesterday. I don't know whether, we're, you know, if he was flying into Atlanta or New York or vice versa or whatever. And um, Margo got her hair cut and colored. She posted that on Instagram, uh-huh. uh, getting ready for her part. Christian Vitt, he had his uh, got his hair cut a wh- over mm-hmm. a week ago.
1: <laughs> that's a beautiful so I head. of hair wonder how Spoiler right Man would do.
0: Yes, yes, uh, and I think um, uh, Rhett, who plays uh, Simon, he's he's prepared because he was uh, goofing around with Julio on Instagram.
1: I think that's fun. So, I'm so glad they have that. Mm-hmm. You know. That fun banter—it mm-hmm. is, is fun.
0: So, and uh, I wonder who's going to be playing Natalie, as well as the elusive prince. But we will find that out at some point in time, I'm sure. Yes, I
1: think that will be the big, uh, yeah, be the, big yeah. the big reveal. The in very, the chat, very, very um, Betty noted that Margot is recovered from the flu, which is good. And Floor can't wait for mm-hmm. the behind the scenes. And Betty's saying, I missed Krista. And "And that James should be back on set, too. too. Yes. He should be. It'll be interesting to see see what what order they're filming, but I don't think we're going to know that, really. Maybe some of the behind the scenes, but...
0: but... Uh, uh, (laughs) Elena says, Margot was beautiful. She's got to look much more slutty for her role. (laughs) Yeah, the thing, and not, Kenzie pointed this out to me, uh, I think it was yesterday, um, she said that she noticed, noted that uh, Margot's hair is much longer, and from from the original, and I said, well, she hasn't seen them in a couple of years, so it would have to be.
1: Yeah, longer. it could be longer, the, the, her looks could have changed, her whole style could have changed. Um, oh, Margot's such mm-hmm. a beautiful woman, oh. Really, that her she's so striking. You know, it's it doesn't surprise mm-hmm. me that Gwen Stefani had selected her as one of her models for her latest ad campaign. She just has that. Mm-hmm. She really has that look. Um, yeah. And good. what a sweet, really um,
0: sweet
1: disposition.
0: She is the nicest yeah, person. She it really is, is
1: amazing. She plays such a good Krista, though, doesn't she? She does. Yeah. She
0: does. <laughs> And uh, uh, Brenda was saying that Jennifer Kuhn played Nat- Natalie last movie and and thank you for the reminder because I, I Oh yeah, no, I, that, I do
1: remember so. they had oh she was good too. I, I it would have been good to see more of her because she was such a nasty character. I mean just she was another evil evil um evil, evil soul evil. who mm-hmm. continues to torment Julia. And she'll sing shouting from the crowd William, William, William Uh Allison uh will be back too, Betty notes More lines this time That's right, that's right And Brenda's hoping it would be um, the same actress Which I think so too And Betty noted Krista could also have extensions Which is very true And that Rachel has long hair in the book But in the film she had shorter hair That is true, too. Mm -hmm. They, you know, a little bit of uh, artistic license. Um, But everything's approved by SR. So Mm
0: -hmm.
1: as long as it fits with his his overall
0: vision, his vision, then that's a good mm -hmm. thing.
1: Shell saying Krista's superficial, uh. so extensions are plausible. LOL. <laughs> no hate for the extensions, <laughs> and from the crowd too. Allison, boo. <laughs> <laughs> Shell, you were on fire this morning. I don't know if it's that cold weather in you Vegas are, or you what, are. but that is great.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh, it's going to be so good.
0: Uh it will be I am it will be.
1: so hopeful that somehow I'll make it to the set we'll see
0: we'll see fingers crossed praying to God and hopefully the wallet gets a little fat <laughs> in the next week <laughs> <laughs> so anyway anyway
1: and Anna's So she says I'm the only one who doesn't give enough about
0: William <laughs>
1: <laughs> I don't know about that Anna
0: I loved William, I did. I uh, William William has his own mm-hmm. charm. William goes through a major transformation throughout, the, like the series. Not the same as Gabriel's, but but a big one. And yeah,
1: end, so. but they don't really get into it's that true. until the Florentine series. So, so.
2: true.
1: So. Yep. True. Shell says I've been up anyway. Since 1130 last night. Oh my gosh, no wonder you're on fire. And mm-hmm. Betty says, give Shella an award. She knows what the crowd is thinking. <laughs> and, and Betty wants to see Willie. Yes. Mm-hmm. I think it's one of the few surprises they have left to, to reveal. I think that's why they're making uh, making some hay out of it. Plus I think they know that William is a central character in a whole other book series of SR, so and Flor definitely wants to see who William is. Um, and Elena notes there's something very endearing about William. He's
0: really a good guy
1: deep down. And I I think that also goes with SR's themes of redemption, right?
0: You know. It does, it does. And and you know, when you get into the Florentine series and you know, William can be ruthless and he can be murderous, and but when he meets up with Raven, there's a uh, something that goes in him that twists and he he, he recovers some of his humanity at that point. Mm. I think. But anyway.
1: Well, Shal notes he's not your average vampire.
0: No, he and
1: is Betty is wondering, too, if they will keep most of Paul's scenes or if they're going to edit them out to 45 seconds again. I've been wondering that a lot, too, <laughs> um, thinking about redemption. And I feel like there's more conflict with Paul. I, so I don't think they're going to edit him out
0: I think that, well, they have the major scene in England and the outside, mm-hmm. which they showed us from filming before the holidays, and, you know, they, they've got him going back to his house, and I, I I don't think he'll have as prominent a role as he did in the other, three, other two mm-hmm. books. Mm-hmm. It'll be big, don't get me wrong, but it won't be as prominent, because then it, it, it again goes back to... Uh, Gabriel and Julia and the dynamic that they're creating within their marriage with Gabriel's finding his sister or his sister finding him and down the line so I think there'll be a you know something in there so yes we we shall shall. and good morning to to Cheryl
1: from Hotlanta and I just want to send out love to anybody who's listening who were affected by the horrific storms um, this past week from the West coast of the U S all the way through the South with the horrible tornadoes that they've had, that's scary stuff. I was worried about you, Cheryl. Um, and I know there's been a lot of rain out in the West coast where you are Ellie. So just hoping you guys are safe. Cause I know another round of storms are coming our way. Um,
0: pineapple express.
1: I'll tell you, um, noting here, Ellie saying, I can't wait for William, who looks like a younger Sting. Of course, Sting is a bit of a vampire himself, on and off the screen, she said. He is. is. And of course, Betty says, I like William because he doesn't like Gabriel. There, I said it. Sorry, not sorry. (laughs) Betty, you are hilarious. Anna said, Anna noted, you know, because she says, I'm not a paranormal fan and only skim read Um, the Florentine series for the Gabriel and Julia parts. Um, And Sheldon says, William has redeeming qualities unlike a few other villains. And Mm Floor notes, Oh yes, Ellie, he does. He's agreeing with the assessment. A younger sting, huh? This will be fun to see.
2: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
1: Black Lab Lady says, I'm not a paranormal fan either, normally, but she's read the Florentine series several times. She loves it. And Betty notes this,
0: the scenes yeah, between
1: Willie and Raven are hot. Point. I think better than Gabriel and Julia's, but that's just me. So yes, yeah, mm-hmm. so I think we could have a whole discussion around the the hottest scenes in SR land. That could be a fun.
0: <laughs> that could be a fun. Podcast. Oh yeah, that would be a fun, interesting.
1: I don't know. Topic I think Nicholas and
0: uh, Acasi Ak- might take the cake on that one. Well, I had to laugh because uh, <clears throat> Tiffany glittering uh, mm-hmm. point. Uh, I believe she, uh, she was reading uh, the man in the black suit, and she was going uh, going on. And I just warning: do not drive <laughs> in Santa. While Rica. listening.
1: <laughs> oh my gosh.
0: Uh So, <laughs> um, as far as decided that should be a bumper sticker. <laughs> I it would, it be, would be
1: for the protection of public, right? Um, yes ellie noted it's crazy even where she is in california she's not used to constant rain in the valley rock and mudslides right up in shaver lake a friend's apartment of hers flooded in la so yeah it's some really wild weather we're having um all the way up north too she says and elena notes betty i can't agree that the william and raven sex scenes are hotter but that's but what's not to love about Willie's stamina? <laughs> That's true. <laughs> well stated, Elena, well stated. Uh-huh. And, uh, Lori notes, um, to Anna, she said, you should try to read it. She says, I'm not a big paranormal reader either, but she loved the series so much. So, yeah, I think it, I think it, it, it does it's seem, a different... seem like it has attracted people who typically don't like the paranormal. Um, Because it's not typical power. Well, SR is not the typical writer, right? I mean, I I think that's that's kind of where that goes, that comes from. Um, But I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see all the things about the production coming. Uh, and, And Betty says, question whose sex scenes are hotter, Gabriel and Julia, William and Raven or Nicholas and Acacia? I think that's a, I do. I think that's a topic for a future podcast, Betty. I think we should
0: do that. <laughs> I think we. Had, I think we should.
1: Uh, Ellie yes. is noting William's so intriguing. I think it would have been cool to add cameos with the Cassian Raven in art scenes too. Yeah, that could be kind of fun. Yeah, that could. And Floor is laughing at Helena's comment about the stamina. Stamina for the wind, Shell says. Well,
0: Absolutely. And, and you know, you do get 10 nights of pleasure.
1: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh,
0: I love it. I, I do. It. Anyway. I do.
1: Betty says, I think the boss increases the heat with each couple he writes. I can see that. And Ellie says, that's hotter. LOL. Faster, harder.
2: <laughs> Vampires. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh-huh. and Ellie also noted anyone watching Interview with a Vampire now Witching Hour and Rice AMC shows
0: I was starting it but I haven't gotten around to it yet.
1: I I know I've heard really good things about them I have not because I have been <sighs> playing catch up as I was telling Pam earlier Um
0: I'm playing catch-up yeah. with everything. Anna says me. all the killing
1: isn't her thing, which I can totally relate to and understand. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And, and Brenda notes, Willie is hot. He's like Edward 2.0, <laughs> spicy, sexy, and fiery. <laughs> uh-huh. And SR's PNR was more suspenseful and angsty. Suspenseful. Yeah, that's, that's true, true. His, his, the way he wrote wrote it. It's very, it is very suspenseful. Um, Ellie notes, Let's remember SR was a, a version of writing sex scenes. <laughs> this was not until the end of GI. You're right. And boy, he did a great job on that one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: Yes. And
1: um, Alina <laughs> says, OMG, I'm falling off my chair this morning. There's more to SR's paranormal <laughs> than the paranormal side. And Betty still fans herself when Willie and bit Raven downtown.
0: <laughs> yeah, that
1: was excessively, there's a lot of heat
0: in that one. You know, with a lot of hankies going over the list. Yes, yes. Bring back the hankies,
1: I think. Um, Absolutely. That was Absolutely. a reference to, uh, to William and Raven's uh, after lovemaking uh, accessory
0: I think it's marvelous that he, you know, he yes. does them. I just, it's a, <laughs> there are an awful lot of them that Snarky picked up and washed and is trying to sell on eBay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> At least I hope yes, you
1: know Yes, and
0: <laughs> You, never, you know. never
1: know a Snarky. Ellie notes, and Ellie would know because she was in the actual uh, writer's room when uh, they were doing the fan fiction days and SR was posting it chapter by chapter she said sr used to get so nervous about the sex scenes (laughs) he would post them and run
0: (laughs) i can i well listen i can understand that (laughs) exactly because when we do the when we do the notes for and you know like you get these chapters that are like all nothing but sex and all sex and you're like okay and I, I, you, know, I
1: get you do get tongue tied. It's kind of funny for someone who's such a progressive, there,
2: Pammy.
0: Well, you know, I don't know. I just, <laughs> writing, you know, writing them is it for me personally. Mm-hmm. And I, this is not to get any further than my than who I am. I can write a good, good um, mm-hmm. graphic scene, mm-hmm. and. You know, I I think in in a uh, couple of past relationships that I've had that they that they work out well. <laughs> They're extremely yes. erotic. but it's done for right. purpose. In the long run. <laughs> and, but when you have to write it that everybody's going to read, right. I think that would get get very nerve wracking. Yes. So yes. I
1: I agree. I, I can understand that perspective. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm looking here, uh, I, floor notes, Acacia Nicholas had a slow build, but their passion was through the roof. I mean, SR's writing is wow. Yeah, I, I totally agree. So talented. I cannot wait to see what he's going to have in store for us with his new book. Do it the oh, new my gosh. I'm.
0: Have we got names yet for the new characters? Or is he... Still keeping that
1: underwear. Oh my gosh, it's been so long since I looked. Um, I don't think we have names yet. I just think we know nationalities a Spaniard and a French Canadian. Yeah, okay. So, Betty sang me after reading the sex scene, singing song to Brittany Gimme, 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 can we have me more? <laughs> Betty you are hilarious she says I do love the sex Uh, scenes but listening to the audiobook while on the bus train or waiting room in the hospital is a little nerve-wracking I wonder if other people can hear what I'm listening to
0: (laughs) depends upon what the volume is and and whether you're using your (laughs) buds or uh black you know uh bluetooth buds or
2: yeah, or even yes.
0: headphones. Uh, <laughs> well, the regarding
1: the names, uh, Kenzie said or Betty said, ask Kenzie. I think she knows. She probably has not tattooed already. <laughs> 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 and Brenda said they're not announced yet. I'm I'm fairly certain they're not announced yet. As I think about it, because um, I yeah, feel like, I like we would so be nice. referring to them already. Um, Elena mm-hmm. said, "Thank goodness, Sr. lost that shyness. That's for sure because he is masterful." And floor notes. Very true. The audiobooks are dangerous. Proceed with caution.
0: Absolutely. It's
1: funny. I was reading one of the books I was reading um, lately. Had a A scene when (laughs) she was going into her car and. Her audiobook was at a really steamy section and it was blaring as <laughs> she turned it on, and <laughs> the guy looked at her and she just was about ready
0: to crawl into a hole. Yeah, I've, I've been there, yeah. I've done that. What the
1: t-shirt for <laughs> <it> too? <laughs> Betty says I do have headphones, but when the sex scenes are playing, the room seems to quiet down. That is funny. Yeah, I can see that.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: And Ellie said. SR had it in him, but took some warming up to share with all those us ladies. We were apparently intimately intimidating. <laughs> well, think about the people in that room. I mean, we're talking about you had uh, what? You had Erica, you know, E.L. James.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You had mm-hmm. Morgan and Morgan. Jen. You had uh, Helen, Helena Hunting. Um, Mm -hmm. mango Mango. was in there. Um, I know, I think, didn't KK pop in occasionally? I'm trying to remember Ellie, all the people in that room, but there were a lot of people
0: I could understand with very, Mm
1: -hmm. um, strong personas. That would be so much fun.
0: (laughs) It would have been That would have been
1: a lot of fun. Ellie laughs. She says, My kids get nervous when my books hook up to the car (laughs) Bluetooth. (laughs) And audiobooks have almost not read books anymore. The right narrator makes a difference. That is true. The narrator makes all the difference. And it's wonderful. It's Mm -hmm. another way to enjoy storytelling. I just love it. Anna notes, she loves audio. Hair down and one earbud makes many meetings palatable. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Anna, that's great that's true (laughs) I love that Shell says if if, (laughs) if you have earphones or earbuds and people can hear it they are sitting way too close to you and get what they deserve (laughs) Shell, again, Mm -hmm. Shell is on fire today Um, Betty says, I agree, Cheryl an audiobook with the right narrator makes a big difference and floor notes, yes Mm -hmm. um, the narrators make all the difference with the audiobooks um, so, so true. So speaking of books, mm-hmm. so speaking of books yes, we should turn we? to p- chapter, five. <laughs> chapter five. We just had mm-hmm. this uh, and speaking of another good book to listen to on audio. I love the series. Um, I love the Gabriel series in audio form. It is a wonderful thing.
0: And Morgan's voice is, I know, so powerful.
1: honestly, my favorite. Just my favorite. So we are in Chapter Five. as you re- recall, uh, the Emersons are having family over for dinner in their house in Sealandss Grove. <clears throat> and um, they just finished and they were clearing the table. And uh, Tammy is considering the story. Oh, and Anna, yes, I, before we get in there, I totally, uh, she's a Sebastian York fan as a narrator, and Sebastian York has done some great work, I totally agree with that,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and Morgan always makes the audiobook, this audiobook extra special, Betty Notes. yeah, and she loves Sebastian York as well, very, very true, there's some really good talents out there, um, so, we're talk, they, the ladies were talking in the kitchen as they were getting coffee and dessert. And, uh, as you recall last time, Tammy, we kind of got a little bit of the backstory on Tammy and Tammy was continuing the story and noting you know, of her, her meeting with Scott. And she, she, the first part, what we talked about last week was when Tammy, um, prior to meeting Scott and the, their involvement, um, when she, she was talking about how she came to have Quinn and, uh, the guy she was with pretty much cut and ran, um, and didn't want anything to do with her once he learned she was pregnant, which was horrific. Um, But she wanted to have her child, and she did. So she said it was really difficult, you know, but she was lucky to have a job. And she worked in the district attorney's office with Scott, and they started out as friends. Um, And she said he was really quite sweet. Um, They then had gone out a couple of times when she was pregnant. And she, you know, expected once she had the baby that they probably wouldn't see each other. Um, you know, she maybe thought they just were spending some time, but he's not going to really want to hang around when there's a baby in the picture.
0: A baby involved, yeah. Um,
1: um, and <laughs> Shell notes, Kim, he had a douche canoe ex. <clears throat>
0: yes. Yes, he, she did. a great
1: description of him because he was Horrific um, just horrific to her. So, so Scott actually surprised her and actually came to see her after Quinn was born and he asked her out and she was completely smitten from that point on. Um, she was very nervous about meeting everyone she noted. Um, and she was worried about what everyone would think. So I can imagine, you know, being a woman, single mother, uh with the child um working in a district attorney office dating an attorney who is has very uh strong professional career and then learning a little bit about their family and how close their family is and coming into that environment meeting everybody for the first time mm-hmm. you know i can understand her being a little hesitant um and Betty says, I'm glad Scott showed Tammy what a real man is. He learned the bet from the best, Papa Richard. And Shell notes, Gabriel's had another child pee on him and he wasn't so understanding at the time. <laughs> this is true. You think? This is showing uh, some of his evolution there, though, Shell. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It is. So uh, Tammy noted, you know, much to her pleasure. Everyone was so nice and welcoming. She didn't meet Gabriel until later and she said he was really nice as well, especially after Quinn had ruined his suit at the wedding. And Rachel pointed out that she should have met him before he met Julia. He would have handed Quinn his dry cleaner. Yeah,
0: Exactly, or, or you know, here's the here's the new bespoke suit that I just got to replace what you beat right, right.
1: on. Right, right, yeah. Let let me send you my uh, the num- the name for, of my tailor, so you can buy me a new suit. Yes. Um, so, Julie was about to speak up for Gabriel, but Pam- Tammy spoke instead, saying she couldn't imagine Gabriel doing what he was because he was so doing that because he was so very good with Quinn. And Scott, well, she continued, fatherhood does something to a man, a good man. He gets down on the floor and wrestles with Quinn, and he's gentle and kind, and it's a whole different side to him. Julia listened and wondered what Gabriel would be like as a father. And, you know, I'm looking in the chat room here. Betty Betty said, thank goodness Gabriel changed. Otherwise, there would be a lot of tension between Scott, Tammy, and Gabriel. Which is uh-huh. true. And
0: and she's uh, also glad that uh, Scott showed Tammy what a real man is, and he learned from the best, Papa Richard. Yes.
1: And Shell said the Clarks and Emersons are attracting the goodness in others and becoming a loving extended family. And I think that is kind of the beauty of this book um, and the promise, right? I, I just like that you kind of see the el- evolution and growth of not just the, the characters, but family, which is kind of a beautiful thing um, to see how people act and grow and how new members are. And Brenda notes Scott has evolved as well, right? Yeah, because Scott and Gabriel always would go at it. And I think Scott sometimes was looking for uh, something to get Gabriel, Gabriel stirred up um, with. So that's a really good point, Brenda. Um, mm-hmm. So Tammy remarked then that she couldn't wait to have a girl. Rachel asked if she wanted more children, and Tammy said yes, um, that they are going to try for one more. They wanted two, and if it was a boy, then they would actually try for another one and hope for a girl. Um and at that point, Scott walked in with a very tired Quinn sleeping on his shoulder. I think it's bedtime. And Tammy agreed and said she would help. And off they went. So I love that interaction. Um, I really liked, because it also kind of demonstrates, to, to Brenda's point, Scott's evolution And it also it does. I agree with Brent or with Betty as well. The um, having a role model like Richard, I think he he did model some of the behavior um, of being that caring and kind father figure. Um, And I think that's really kind of beautiful. Betty knows Mm -hmm. the only ones who remain the same are Richard and Aaron. And Floor says, I loved how Tammy and Quinn changed Scott for the better. He had so much angst and needed someone to calm his nature. Yeah, I think I think he this gives him a place to focus his energy and
0: I think he was captivated by by her and by her. Oh, I think so too, because it gave him something else to focus mm-hmm. on. And and
1: we asked SR you know? about this. Um, we asked SR, you know, why did you create the character of Tammy and pair her with Scott? And as mm-hmm. Sar said, when I began the story, I had in mind that each of the siblings would have their own book, and so this was part of the narrative. Mm. I love that. I um, love that because
0: there's a file. Out there I know somewhere. that's that's why I love that. I mean that
1: I would totally dig reading their story.
0: Mm-hmm, um, I mm-hmm. think
1: that would be really, really wonderful. Um, I think there could be some really interesting twists and turns to that. And, uh, you know, in, in response to Flora's comment about, you know, how Tammy and Quinn's changed Scott for the better, Betty notes um, she agrees because it gave Scott purpose. And...
0: Um, yeah, because Scott was always like, in the beginning when we were first reading about them when they, you know they had the fight and what have you, he was always like the one that was very antagonistic to Gabriel and, and yeah, he had you know, the, the smart ass mouth and that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. So mm-hmm.
1: And so we <laughs> we also um, Betty said you mean to tell me this could have been Brid- like Bridgerton? Oh my God. Hey <laughs> <Okay. laughs> Betty, you are hilarious. Mm-hmm.
0: It, it still could, been, be could be Betty. Just think about that. Mm-hmm. You got Rachel's story and Aaron's story and Scott's story and yes. the down the line.
1: Yes, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. You, could you could definitely, there could be some definite side stories. The origin story with Richard and Grace, which I would personally love mm-hmm. to read. Yeah. And they did that in Bridgerton, too. They had the origin story. So that that could be pretty cool. Um, We also asked SR, and of course, Paul's story. Yes, Betty, we would never forget Paul. (laughs) Yes, never. (laughs) Um, What traits do you like best about Tammy is another question we asked SR. And he said she's loyal and she's resilient. I think her willingness to be open to a new relationship and a new family is also... Wonderful. Um,
0: and I think it's good for the, all of them, you know. Because one of the things that I, you know, and I, it's actually the next question, but I I posed this to us. Sorry, said that you know he was. I, I'm always, I'm fascinated by that story because I, th- I think we all have experiences in our life of uh, someone getting pregnant and. I know when I was growing up, it was like a God, God forbid you get pregnant before you get married and, and that kind of stuff. And there was an episode of uh, someone in my past had gone through this and the the guy, drew, you know, said, uh, mm-hmm. bye, <laughs> as soon as he found out. And, uh, you know, I, I asked, you know, why, you know, was this to sort of create a parallel to, you know, Richard and Grace and how they kept each other and and. Uh, to show the acceptance of the and unconditional love that the entire Clark family had. And SR said, part of the story was to flesh out Scott's character and also to show a praiseworthy side to him, which it is. But also to show that a, that families sometimes grow and begin out of loss and disappointment,
1: which I like. Which I like. I I liked that mm-hmm. response that he gave. Because I think it, mm-hmm. <clears throat> I think it. You know, it's another theme of redemption or, 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 or um, resilience, right? That something good can come from something bad. Um, That's true. And um, Betty made me smile with the. Uh, <laughs> A possible future, Claire, future Claire story Claire with story. baby York. Wink, wink. <laughs> Betty, you are tenacious. I love it so much. Um,
0: See, now that's something I would what be What about fascinated a future Claire story with, with w- baby Paul?
1: <laughs> <laughs> Let's just think about that. How about it? <laughs> oh, SR, if you're listening, I'm sure you're cringing right now. Yeah. Um, Absolutely. Shell also noted, um, and I think this was noteworthy, that Scott was tired of everyone making Gabriel the center of attention. Um, yet he caused trouble that brought the attention to Gabriel. So I think that's an interesting perspective, too. Um, and baby Norris and baby Emerson, Betty questioned. Oh, no, never Paul, Brenda said. <laughs> <laughs> that would be interesting. <laughs> and show is a flat out. No. <laughs> I'm putting it out that of even the even as part you of never the... know. Sorry Betty, no please. Elena. That, <laughs> is...
0: that could be part, a part of like the Bridgerton series of the. Oh my gosh,
1: wouldn't that be funny? <laughs> we might have to we might have to tell SR about this conversation.
2: <laughs>
1: I'm sure he would find something very interesting. <laughs> um, so yeah, I think, uh, and I did include the the last question we had too. Um, cool. Gabriel would <clears throat> never approve, Brenda said. It was, <laughs> that's what would make the story so fun. It would almost be like yeah, Romeo and Juliet without the wow finish. <laughs> Auntie Elizabeth would approve, Betty said. Flora's like, nope.
0: Yes, she would. Brenda
1: said he would turn in his grave before he ever even got there. <laughs> oh my gosh! Just the thought of it's pretty funny. Um, Betty would bring Mary Sunshine, the cow, to the ceremony. <laughs> it could be quite. It could be quite the event. Uh, mm-hmm. okay. You never know. Or she may, you know, maybe she'd find a Scotsman uh, after her early, uh, early days in visiting uh,
0: Scotland. Yes,
1: Scotland. You never know. Shell said that's just asking too much of Gabriel. <laughs> <laughs> we can see how far he truly evolves, right? That's true. And Betty did know well, you know, the cow for their wedding, Rachel had doves at hers. So very animal friendly group. Bring cows to their ceremony, she said. Sure. <laughs> so I'm going back into the chapter and Julie was reflecting and she smiled at the contrast between Scott, who is six foot three with a string. With a strong build (laughs) and a small blonde
0: angel. (laughs) I
1: smell well. (laughs) (laughs) And a small blonde angel resting on the shoulder. Rachel looked at the stack of dessert plates and she said, I guess we should take the men and their desserts. And she cut two pieces of pie and took them in. Diane stayed back and asked Julia if she could stay for a moment. So this is another really good discussion on this part. Mm -hmm. Um, And yes, Scottish for the wind, Shell. I think that would be fun. Um, So Julia agreed. And she noted Diane was having a bit of a difficult time. And Diane wasn't sure how she would say what she wanted, but she soldiered through. And she told Julia she was seeing her father. And Julia gave her an easy smile and told her that was great. You know, Diane told Julia that he had met her mother and family and he has also been going to church so he can hear her sing in the choir. And Julia tried to hide her surprise about Tom going to church. Pam, um, <laughs> say your
0: comment, Pam. <laughs> there are no church steeples harmed in the, in the story. Well,
1: you know, I think it did surprise her because that was out of character with her dad. But, um, you know, Diane is a straight shooter. Um, and, you know, she said straight out, she said it, that she was in love with Tom. And it surprised Julia and she asked if Tom knew, and he said, "Yes, he knows, and he loves me too, and we're making plans now Julia had also noted early on, you know it really didn't surprise her um, because she thought it may be serious when he asked if she could bring her to Julian Gabriel's wedding and um, you know I'm looking at the you know I'm looking at the comments here um Shell notes, I find this to be annoying with Tom and Diane. Um, and Betty had said, I figured Gabriel hates William more than Paul, so is okay with merging New Yorks with the Emersons. Okay, that makes sense. True. But um, I think they both could be fun scenarios. And Betty says, oh, you mm-hmm. know the man's in love with you when he goes to church to listen to the choir. <laughs> and Brenda's laughing
0: about no churches were harmed in this story. <laughs> well, I only said that because... this is a true story and when my son was uh, I think he was about eight or nine years old and he befriended this um kid from his class a boy from Mm -hmm. his class and he had spent the night with us and his mother and father weren't going to be able to pick him up till a certain time and I I asked if she would mind if I took her son to church with us because Patrick was an acolyte and or not an altar boy and uh She's like, okay, you know, that was fine, even though she didn't care, but his stepfather might have because he was a a, a, Buddhist, a practicing Buddhist mm-hmm. and stuff. So anyway, so <laughs> we go to church. Um, the priest who knows us knows this kid, too, from school and um, mentioned it, mentioned something. And you know the the day goes, and everybody goes on their separate way. So in the middle of the night, all of a sudden, this god awful thunderstorm hit. And uh, did you ever notice that when lightning hits something, the sound of the thunder is that much louder? Yes. And and that happened. Not only did that go, but also a transformer out oh, on the street blew, that's and you could hear really that really loud. So. I you know, go back to sleep, go do whatever next morning, wake up. Jim has already gone to work. He 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 was cooked doing bagels at the time. He was a bagel mm. maker. And um I yeah, I always would stop I drop Patrick off at school, stop in, pick up a bagel and coffee for the ride to work. And uh as I when I came in he says, Oh, Betty was just in here and she said the church the steeple was struck by lightning last night.
1: Oh my gosh! And
0: uh, yeah, th- there were comments made about this kid being in church. Oh, church. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! Lightning's gonna strike. Lightning. Oh my! And this was before any of this happened. Yeah, that's that. The comments were flying, but yeah, unfortunately, the church was not. It was an older church, um, old wood church, that had no lightning rods which is really surprising
1: because they usually do that for yeah. that reason you know usually you this, know this lightning ch- will hit yeah. the highest point and often the steeples are the highest point mm-hmm. in a cityscape steeples. so or a small town to be clear
0: this was um this church was built in the 1860s and it was originally in a different part of town and Admiral Farragut lived in town, so in the area. And when he passed away, he donated this property mm-hmm. to the church. So they literally moved the church up the road to be put on this mm. property. And they—that they, it was funny because in, in the town history, you can see the pictures of the of a thing of the, the being pulled up. So um, <laughs> yeah, they never put any lightning rods in, and uh, it it came down and it. It hit the hit the cross and it blew the steeple apart. Oh my gosh! Yeah, and it started a fire in the wall of this church, but the rain was coming down so hard, it put the fire. Well, on. you know, so
1: in this case, the Lord taketh away and the Lord giveth.
0: Uh, whatever, but I just it was we just had we had the best laughs. We went back. Back to church later. You know, that's following Sunday, and everybody's laughing hysterical about the <laughs> steeple being hit. Who was in the church that Right. Well, who, Yeah,
2: exactly. <laughs> who
0: walked in those doors?
2: Mm-hmm. See, Pam,
1: so. another chapter for your book. <laughs> <laughs> well, I realized I was going to start reading your chapter or your paragraph. No, so, if you want to okay. continue, that's, okay. that's fine.
0: You know, so but it says, it's, you know, as she said, Diane uh, was not or, or Julie was not surprised since Tom had asked Diane to the wedding, so she thought maybe something was serious that was mm-hmm. going on there. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, she was a little bit apprehensive. I mean, I've, this has to, has to be a nervous conversation, you know, talk, talking to the daughter of the man that right. And, and
1: Betty him, made so a. Right. There's some good comments here in the chat. Uh, she's Betty noted. Diane's a good woman. She doesn't know Tom's past, but she was seeing him become a better father. So this is good. Flora mm-hmm. agreed with that. And Shell mm-hmm. said, uh, you know, she's not saying that they can't be happy. She's just saying she does not like Tom, as we all know. And we do know that Tom is not your favorite. Mm-hmm. And, um, and uh, mm-hmm. uh, Black Lab Lady said, I'm not a big fan of Tom either, but Redemption maybe. I think he's finally trying. I mm-hmm.
0: think he is too mm-hmm. yeah he is too.
1: and Betty agreed she said Tom's trying to redeem himself in redemption and and Floor agrees with you Elena about Tom but he's grown on me mm-hmm. grown learning on from his past mistakes with Julia back. and accepting Gabriel so <laughs> yeah,
0: and, and she'll said it wouldn't have happened if it would have it been the kid if he'd been in the church exactly
1: and Shell said, I hold a grudge. There is no redemption for him, for me, in this story. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Hey, everybody has the right to their opinion and how they feel. They do. Um, they do. And I know Tom is is very much a, a character that sparks a lot of different emotions. And Anna says, does Diane know the backstory of Tom? And that's a good question to ask. Um and she'll also, also well, knits, it, he ain't my father.
0: <laughs> so. Uh, well, I'm, you know, considering the fact that Diane lived in the town all her life, I'm sure she knows some. I think stories. she
1: knows some, but she probably doesn't know all.
0: I think she might know his
1: external story. You know, the volunteer mm-hmm. firefighter mm-hmm. and the one who's always involved in the town go- comings and goings. And the fact that he
2: mm-hmm.
1: raised Julia pretty much on his own. Not her mom died, but I don't think she, Mm -hmm. I don't think based on some of the comments coming up, I don't know if she truly knows.
0: I don't think she does either. And she makes, she makes a point in the, in the chapter where. Yeah, it's coming up. A man, yeah, a man will, a man will tell you when they're ready to tell you. Yeah. And you just have to let them kind of do it, do it at that point. Yeah. but you know, Diane was also concerned because she was afraid that you know she would think that Julia was trying to take the place mm-hmm. of her mother, mm-hmm. and uh, she needed to tell her that no that that wasn't the case, and while Julia said that while Sharon was her mother, she was not her mama right you know, grace was right. more, more yeah. of her was was more involved with her and um yeah, you know, she said that Sharon had passed away when she was in high school, and and she was co- she was an alcoholic and and abusive mm-hmm. to to Julia at the time, and uh, you know so that kind of eased Diane's anxiety. Well,
1: yeah, I think and, it, uh, I think it surprised her too, you know, and shell notes did Tom really raise her? I I was making the point, but that was what publicly the public perception was of him you know i Mm -hmm. think that's a good point i think she was raised more by grace than anyone and she also Mm -hmm. raised herself in some instances um a lot of ways the question was posed from betty does diane know about simon and how tom was supportive of him who knows maybe not yet Mm -hmm. and elena said oh i was the best at holding a grudge must be my age now but one of my rules is to forgive and move on. Works well for me. But I know it's not for everyone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And it's Tom is like the proverb. And then Ellie said, I think SR, it, you're a huge believer in redemption. If you're SR, you're a huge believer in redemption. And that does go for Tom as well. Diane makes Tom better. Absolutely. Love and her makes Tom a better man, in my opinion. Diane him as the guy that comes in for pie. Mm-hmm. They know each other in a different context. I have a more difficult time with Julia's mom than with Tom. And Shell says, "I can forgive, but I never forget." Therein lies the grudge. And Flora notes, "I agree um, with Ellie. They see each other in a very different perspective." Um, Flora also forgives but never forgets. I think is what that was meant for to say. Yes. And Shell says, I pretty much cut them out of my life. And Anna notes, Sharon was physically and emotionally abusive. Tom was neglectful and by omission abusive. Yeah. Thank you for our clinical take on that, Anna. Mm -hmm. Um, And Betty Uh agreed Julia's mom was the worst. Yeah, that's just a horrible, sad character and part of the story.
0: Yeah, it is. You know that that is true. So, and that's that's also a theme I've found I've seen in some of SR's writing. It seems that the heroine's mother is neglectful or abusive or forgetful, even mm-hmm. to a certain extent, blind. Mm. So Diane had always wanted a husband of her own. So she was real so happy to hear all this news and, and how that Julia told her she was very happy for them. If they marry, you know, you know, she'll be there for them. And Diane was pretty much, well, if we're going to get married, you're going to be a bridesmaid. You're not going to, you know, not just be there. But she told Julia that uh, she would make Tom very happy. She was not going to marry him for his money, which made Julia laugh because he doesn't really have a lot of money. But she said, you know, he was rich in, in other ways. He had he was a good man, he had a good job, and he loved her. And I think that that is what mm-hmm. you need for the most part. And, uh, you know, so now at this point Tom comes walking in and he sees Diane's eyes are welling up and... and uh, He's like, what's going on here? And he's, he walks over and he's trying mm-hmm. to wipe away the tears from her eyes and from her cheeks. Mm-hmm. And, he, you know, so Julia said, Julia was the one that got in there and says, you know, I'm very happy for you both. You know, and if, you know for anything, you have mm-hmm. my blessing. And uh, which Tom is. Yeah, Tom <laughs> is
1: Mr. Don't Show Emotion.
0: Yeah, type.
1: Part of his problem, I think.
0: So uh, it is. So you know, then he he grabs both of them up. uh, You know, gives them both Mm -hmm. a hug, kisses them on their heads, Mm -hmm. and calls them my girls. So you know, as they left, um, Julie was like, "No wonder they want to get." You know, she thought that they may be living together part time, but. Diane told her that they weren't because, you know, she was still living at home and out of respect for her mother. She, she, you know, she, Mm -hmm. she was staying at home too. And uh, so it's no wonder that. Yes. Um,
1: I think that is a really, the whole, that whole passage and that whole relationship I think is really interesting. You know, um, Shell notes back Mm -hmm. that Gabriel asked back in a prior prior time, what's worse, abuse or neglect. And um, I, you know, I think that's something here. I think the point that was made about them seeing each other in very different lights than others may is true. And I think you can see Diane in this Mm -hmm. chapter is absolutely head over heels with him. Head over heels. And (laughs) as Betty says, Tom's not the Mega Millions lottery winner, but he'll do. And Floor noted, yes, Shell, Gabriel's loved by his mom, but ignored by his father. And Betty noted, Tom, it's okay to shed a few tears and open up. Anna says, Diane wants a husband, Julianne wants a father. Tom gets the pass on his past sins without doing anything or taking responsibility for his past. And I wonder, I feel like he took some small responsibility for the Simon stuff. But I I do think Anna, he has a way to go in terms of um, really kind of coming to terms with what happened. And I, I, I think to your point, I, mm-hmm. I don't know if we will ever see that in if if there is a future book, if there will be more digging into that part. Um, I think that' would be interesting to see. Anna, right there is the point of contention, mm-hmm. Shell notes. Anna, right Gabriel, right has for, Gabriel has to pay for uh, uh, yeah, for every little for every call, from his past, call, yeah. Yeah. From from his his past. Call, Anna notes. And Shell i mm. <laughs> joking that Diane has poor <laughs> judgment. I think it's a very different context. It's interesting. Ellie notes, I see parallels in Julia's relationship with her parents as with my mother and her parents. Alcoholic mothers are, and an absent father. My mom did a lot of raising herself, too. She found the church as her escape from home life. She had her Aunt Ruby to give her some love and the love of her friends, parents, whom she went to church with. When a child becomes the caregiver that young, they miss out on a lot of the love and care and can either take a path to darkness or take the other road like my mom or Julia, who are not perfect but are the survivors and have come out striving to be better than their parents did for them. Really, really great point, Ellie. And Betty notes, Tom does express his remorse at abandoning his daughter at her wedding. And it was Julia who tells him she forgave him a long time ago. And Betty also notes, I think the fact that he was finally accepting his past mistakes and his crying just shows him how much this has been
0: eating at him. So. yeah, you know, I think, I think with Tom, he, you know, he's more of a man who holds everything mm-hmm. in good, bad, or indifferent. Mm-hmm. You know, he doesn't really show a lot of emotion to anything. Mm-hmm. And I think that, that, plays a part on on how he mm-hmm. proceeds with his life and yeah I mean, a and Anna don't made don't that like
1: point that. too that Julian's therapist and, delved uh, into her mother and
0: Gabriel but not
1: Tom and I think that is a good observation and we had asked SR mm-hmm. a question regarding this
0: yeah yeah was was Tom surprised Diane had told Julia his feelings and uh, he, he says, as SR said, I think that the, with respect to Diane, she loves Tom and she loves Julia. She's known Julia since she was a little girl and she's shown support for Julia when Natalie was rude to her in Gabriel's rapture. But Diane is probably concerned about having a good relationship with Julia. And
1: um, before we before I post that, I just want to say bye, Cheryl. She says she has to run. Have a blessed week, ladies. See, love she- y'all. Just made it to Grandpa's. He said hi. Call y'all. Call you, Pam, so he can tell you say hello. Give him Stay our safe. Best. We would love to talk to Grandpa anytime. He is one of our favorite fans. <laughs> so send him our love. Yeah. Such a kind soul. So send him our <laughs> <friend>. Yes. <laughs> yes. The lady with yes. the heavy voice. <laughs> Anna, you need to write a strongly worded letter to her therapist, Shell said. Anna, <laughs> And you know, I think <laughs> Betty notes for Tom's sake. I hope he's more expressive of his love to Diane than he is at expressing anything else. I think it seems like he is. You know, don't for, don't forget too. He had that really long-standing
0: relationship the, and with Deb, uh, right? And, and, yeah, he did. And Mm -hmm. that relationship, really, that was weird. I mean, Mm -hmm. it was more of a relationship of convenience. I think you're right. It could be.
1: Or at least from his perspective, it seems like it was. You know, she made him food. They hung out. You know, and and in this case, as SR notes, Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. Diane loves Tom, and she loves Julia, and she's known them the family for a long time um and she did show that support when natalie was rude to her um but i'm sure she's still nervous about stepping in you know as shell said you know with about the deb relationship was that really a relationship he just went through the motions yeah And I think it's interesting too, all that time, you know, Diane had been witnessing this, you know, she's, she's been around him. Um, This would be an interesting story too. An interesting part of uh, the SR uh, doing the Bridgerton thing, um, talking about how they evolved from, you know, uh, friendly banter at, the um diner to something more At the and diner, ellie yeah. says i wonder how much tom is uh, is colorized mm-hmm. by whom he is with deb's versus diane diane's definitely a better choice and shell says diane has shown herself to be a good person yes yes and you know i think perhaps that's why you know tom's drawn to her goodness um, Anna says, I often have uh, bones to pick, Anna, bones to pick with therapists. Therapist, I'm a strong advocate for couples therapy. Um, a um, husband um, and wife therapy team therapy. providing individual therapy but to each in a couple and without couples couple without sessions couples. is wrong and truly unethical. Um, yes. So yeah. you think so, even if they have their own even if they therapists, their own, um, yes. they need to have. Um, counseling together so they can interact and learn how to better be with each other yeah that sounds spot on Anna and Betty says you know I can't help did Deb and Tom have sex The relationship seems cold I I didn't feel like they're real oh well Deb and Tom you're thinking Deb and I
0: I I think they did, but I don't think it was anything meaningful. It, it was, was
1: uh, perfunctory. It was like it was uh, yeah, like a yeah. Fuck
0: buddy, basically.
1: <laughs> oh, true. oh, true. True. I guess just, I guess. but it wasn't anything with deep meaning or, or and or connection, right? which is really part of mm-hmm. why I think SR's sex scenes are remarkable and beautiful because it always advocates connection you know and a deepening of the relationship and and reflecting the love of the relationship um i think that's pretty you know i think it's pretty remarkable and ellie notes tom was blind to so much and julia limited um, to what she shared with him. I think he had not shown openness to Julia and she didn't trust that he would hear her. So she also hid information from him, either afraid of his reaction or inaction. That's true. Mm -hmm. I mean, they pretty much kept things to themselves. And Shell said, if they did, Betty, it couldn't have been very good. He was always a curmudgeon. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that is true. That's true. That is. True. He doesn't come across as a happy, sated man. That's for sure. Um, and Ellie notes, my most difficult time with Tom in the books was him choosing to have Thanksgiving with Deb and not choosing Julia in that moment. Yeah, that. You know, Ellie, you raise a really good point there. That was. That was hard and confusing. Hard and confusing. Mm-hmm. You know. Anna says, I don't want to read about Tom's sex scenes. <laughs> so you would opt out of the uh, Tom and Diane book. <laughs>
0: <laughs> or maybe the Tom and Deb. Oh my gosh. And Betty
1: said, Can you imagine after spending the day with Deb, Tom would rush to see Diane at the restaurant? Could it be he had a secret crush on Diane? Can anything you never possible. know. You never know. Yeah, Floor and Lori agree. Um, regarding that oh difficult scene with the Thanksgiving choice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's, yeah. yeah, that, that, yeah. that was, so as funny. Shell notes, it's a pivotal point of his bad parenting and his cluelessness. And his cluelessness. I feel like Tom <gasps> has been, like, been very
0: clueless. He has been, but you know what? I also think it was a very important section mm-hmm. of the book.
2: <gasps> so Only does Walter.
0: Yes, he does. Walter has very strong opinions on these things, you know, as you mm-hmm. can tell. Um, I think that that was something that had to be put in there, something that would kick Tom into uh, he- hearing and protective mode mm-hmm. his daughter. Mm-hmm. I mean, the fact that, um, you know, Simon comes in and, and attacks her, and he's not around because... Number one, he's got called to a fire, but he doesn't have dinner with them. And it's like, you know, OK, you do what your thing, whatever. And then Simon comes in to the, and that kicks him into the father mode, which Gabriel gave him. Right.
1: Well, and I think Anna, you know, Anna made a good point, And she often raises this about this relationship. You know, Tom has no forgiveness for Gabriel. And, you know, I think that underscores the frustration with that character. Shell said he couldn't be bothered to spend time with her on Thanksgiving. And Betty knows Tom wasn't a fan of Gabriel either. Perhaps he was trying to avoid a fight with Gabriel, too. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> Shell says Walter agrees with her. Um, it does. And Ellie notes Julie had tried to share with him. Um, she absolutely didn't want to be around Natalie and Deb. But again, he didn't show he didn't know all that had happened with him, Simon. And Natalie, mm-hmm. but her words should have been enough, and he was totally oblivious. Was totally and Anna said, "Yet Julianne is forgiving of all that, too. But it's like this is what she expected. Yeah, very good points.
0: Yeah, I, th- I, I, I think you get to a point sometimes with, that with a parent or a parental figure, you see what they are, and whether it be on the good side or the bad side, you know what you can expect from that person. right.
1: So it's more just of an acceptance and or a of
0: acceptance, a, a, of acceptance, a, a
1: relu- reluctant yes.
0: acceptance of who they are. Yes, and
1: as if yeah, Flora said, Tom warned her away from Gabriel, even though he wasn't going to be there. And um, it's that really is just sad. And it was. Um, I do feel like this relationship with Diane is going to help him evolve. Right. And help him become a better person, a better partner. Um, And I'm hopeful in that regard. Uh, I find it interesting. I mean, Diane is incredibly traditional. You know, she's respecting her mother's wishes to stay under her roof. And yet Diane's, what, 40? So, you know, she's really being respectful.
0: I think uh, probably it was, you know, respect was instilled on her and her mother's morals. Mm
1: -hmm. Well, she obviously, this is, she's, SR writes, um, you know, really writes her character. She's a churchgoer. She sings in choir. Mm -hmm. She's Mm -hmm. kind. Mm -hmm. She's reliable. Mm -hmm. She's friendly. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, she lives with her mother and is, Mm -hmm. you know, truly no wonder they want to get married and start their lives together.
0: Start a life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she's more anxious, uh, excited to start it than, than he is. Not that there's not that it, that diminishes the love that they have for each other, but,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know, I, I can imagine she wants to get on with her life right. as well.
1: Right. And, you know, Ellie or Shell said throwing stones in glass houses, Tom, glass which houses. is true. And Ellie mm-hmm. said, Tom was very surface and judgmental for first impressions. He judged Gabriel for the one point in his life where drugs and depression had gotten him in trouble. And the stories of him fighting in the past. And yet the senator's son has that mask and he was the true evil. Um, which is very true. And they said, let's be honest, would Gabriel be accepting of his own daughter dating an ex-drug user? I think he would overreact like Tom would too. But unlike Tom, Gabriel would be there all the time. And Tom just left to live his life. Anna said, Julian grabs onto every crumb of attention from Tom because she desperately wants a father. Diane is ready for the honeymoon, Betty notes. 40 is the new 30. Um, and Ellie said, Deb is de- Tom's Julia, just as Julia makes Gabriel a better man as well. And Brenda notes she is a godly woman. And Shel said Gabriel would have issues with Claire's choices, but he would listen knowing what he went through yeah i think at this point gabriel and obviously he's going to be ridiculously overprotective claire but i do think he also will know he needs to listen i think it's going to be interesting to see i, I am hoping to have another book with these characters but um to see how this evolves yeah
0: yeah and we get into all the, you know, they get into their own thing, and we'll get into that later. Exactly,
1: too, exactly. So. so I know we went longer than normal ladies, but this we was uh, interesting to dig into. We have these kind of two little, two little family issues, you know, going on, setting up the uh, two relationships with Tammy and Scott and Quinn, and then having the uh, Diane and Tom, and then these kind of subplots of, you know, Diane really, re- really being open with Julia and saying, look, I love your father and this is the man I want to be with. And yeah. kudos for her because mm-hmm. that takes kudos that, that takes that some does. guts. It does. It does. <laughs> <laughs> Future story, Claire. Dad, my boyfriend's a vampire. My boyfriend's dad was a vampire. <laughs> Say what? <laughs> and Shell said, I just mm-hmm. have to throw in the sketchy guido is sketchy. <laughs> Oh, this was really a good discussion. I agree, Betty. Thank you so much. You guys bring so much um, perspective, and I love all the different opinions. It's really, really good. And Anna said, behind the scenes, Gabriel will keep watch and protect Claire. Uh, Absolutely. Because he's a wonderful father and a loving father. Yes. Just love that character. I can't wait to see julio portray him again in redemption very very exciting
0: it's going to be fun very, very it's going to be fun looking forward to the film yes started. yes and also I, i'm gonna i'll be honest with you i'm a tad sad that it that'll that that'll went yes when the film yes. is done because you know julio yeah. and melanie will go the go there to their different worlds as the others do and I know that Julia had mentioned in an interview that, or, uh, that she uh, Melanie, um, okay. Melanie, God forbid. Sorry, Kenzie. I know you yell at me on these things sometimes. <laughs> um, I know that Melanie had mentioned in an interview that she had a movie to f- film at the end of a series, and then she was going to be taking a long break. So, you know, it's uh, it'll it is what it is, and. Um, but I will miss I will miss the uh, the silliness around. it.
1: Oh, most definitely. This has been a part of our the the movie ethos has been a part of our lives for years. And um, it will be um, it'll be hard to um, say goodbye, but they'll have that beautiful body of work that we can go back to and enjoy and we can continue following them in their careers. Cause (sighs) I think there's a lot of exciting things for all of the people involved in the production. Um,
0: and don't forget, don't forget Dr. G. Exactly.
1: (laughs) Exactly. I, I'm curious to see how all of that goes. And, you know, as Betty's noting, fingers crossed, we get promise. I'm, -hmm. I'm not banking on that, but Mm -hmm. I'm hopeful we get another book frankly, um, on from these characters. But we shall see. Um Anna says, Two big hockey games this week for ninety one. Fingers crossed, and positive vibes. I am sending the biggest positive knee vibes knee out there, knee. Anna. I've been knee deep in uh Helena Hunting Land in uh, a secondary series that came from the pucked about the uh kids of the uh those characters. So I'm in hockey land. Um, In my romance reading as well as the season. So good luck to number 91. Um, Want to remind you all that next week uh, is a beautiful event. It is the anniversary of Gabriel and Julia. So we will be celebrating that uh, maybe at a different time. Um, So stay tuned for that um in part because I have sadly I have two funerals I have to attend next Saturday. Um so, uh, so stay tuned. Um it's likely going to be Friday evening or Sunday evening. So we will let you know. We
0: will, um, we will let you know. but
1: we are going to be talking about and uh, celebrating the love <sighs> that is Julian Gabriel.
0: Absolutely. So have fun every weekend. Have fun, everybody. Have a good weekend. Stay safe. Stay yes, yes. And, um, yes, yes. And
1: in the U.S., for those who are here in the States,
0: yeah, a um, it's
1: come upon us really quickly this year, so I almost forgot. Um, remember the service and the love of Dr. King on Monday. It's a federal holiday for those in the United States, uh, Martin Luther King Day. Uh, it's a great day to, to help others um, as Dr. King has done for Mm -hmm. so many of us.
0: Absolutely. And Betty just pointed out that the, uh, new lunar new year starts on the 22nd of January and (laughs) it is the year of the (laughs) rabbit.
1: Betty, I love how you bring everything back to Paul.
0: Uh Uh-huh. All good, all good roads lead to Paul for Betty. Yes. So anyway, have a good weekend, everybody. And I'm going to leave you with a little Depeche Mode. Love it. (laughs) Policy of truth. (laughs) Have fun, everyone. Take care, everybody.